Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. Today's the 10th when I'm recording this and it's probably the 10th time I have recorded this. I have been interrupted. I can't tell you how many times and let's pray to the Lord that this is the one that you finally get to hear because my limit is being tested. Anyways, anyways, oh my gosh, today's the 10th. Like I said, um, we're still in the new year. I hope those who have made their new year's resolutions are still going, still going strong. Keep going. I believe in you. I'm so proud of you. Go, go, go. Don't give up. Anyways, um, I know originally I had said that I wanted to start this back in December, but the Lord had me in such a healing and silent moment in my life all of December that I just had to obey and just spending and marinating my time with him. And I'm so glad that I did because coming into January, I'm feeling, I know new year, new me is so cliche, but I really feel the new year, new me, same God though. In me, I'm feeling so much more confident, less fear. That's my thing right now. Less fear, more confidence in him. That is the key in the Lord, not in myself, in the Lord. And coming with that, I did, like I said, having December, a whole agenda of what I wanted to do. That all got thrown out the window because God wrote his own plan and his plan is always way better than mine. So not mad about it. But coming in the new year, I've got new things planned. And one of them being my testimony is part of this. And telling it to you today. I had something else to talk about, but how could I not start the podcast with just telling you guys my testimony, what God did in my life, how he changed my life, the healings, the miracles, everything that he's done to now have a peace that surpasses all understanding, to have an overwhelming love that I just know that I'm I'm just so wrapped up in it. And I I just love him so much. And it's amazing to live this life of of with him and for him. So I definitely want to share that. And it's always strongly encouraged to share your testimony, share your testimony with people. It, It moves. It's part of moving and and telling people about God is telling them first on first base of what God did in your life that it is possible that healing does exist that you can get out of any problems and it does get better and with the Lord things just are so much better and with that being said I am going to just talk about the real meaty parts of my testimony because my testimony is very long And I'm not trying to make this like a whole 45 minute podcast. I just want to make it pretty short and sweet and get to the point of where God really changed my life. But just keep in mind that though I'm skipping a lot of my life, please know I was not perfect. I made mistakes. I did things I shouldn't have done. I was with people I shouldn't have been with. I have regrets. I've messed up. I, you know, I am a liar. I, you know, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I have sinned throughout my life and I still continue not on purposely, but always trying to look for correction when, when those moments happen. But I did go through a lot of things as well. Um, betrayal, lies, backstabbing, abuse. I've, I've gone through loss. I've gone through division, 
I've been in bad arguments. I've had, I've seen the people I love, you know, leave me. I've been, I've been lonely. I've been sad. I've just a lot of stuff. I I have been through things. My life was not 100% perfect all the time. So keep that in mind. I, the, I've been through a lot of things, but I'm not going to talk about that part, but I want you to know that that did happen in my life. And then to talk about how God totally flipped all of that. So starting way at the beginning, just very quickly, my parents born and raised Catholics when they got married, still Catholics. And then when I was born, still Catholics, my mom got saved when I was one. And from there, it was, you know, Jesus all the time, every day. I, my parents didn't really teach anything about, they weren't super practicing Catholics, but when my mom got saved with Jesus, ooh, best believe she was talking about Jesus. Like, like, I don't even know, just talking about Jesus all the time. But my father was quite the opposite. My father didn't get saved till I was 16. So it was a long 16 years of this battle of this division of spiritual warfare really going on. Um, as a family, everything was great. My parents loved each other. I love my family. I love my dad, but there was definitely, like I said, growing up with one parent in church and one parent without God, very weird, kind of hard. Um, but we got through it. Like I said, the man is saved now. Hallelujah. Amen. But elementary school, middle school, and half a high school, it was a totally different story. Um, but yeah, hallelujah. Fast forward. Actually, we're not fast forwarding. We're going back a little bit into middle school because I want to talk about the first time that my my Jesus boat got a little rocked. And it was by my brothers. Growing up, like I said, we went to church all the time. My brothers were also involved in church. And when I was in middle school, my two older brothers, who I looked up to, got along with, like, I just was used to this life of all of us, you know, going to church together. They both left. They left Lord. They they left Lord. They left the Lord and left the church, all of it, all thrown behind them. And me being so young and seeing that really kind of messed with not my beliefs, but my, like my emotions, because I, I, for so long growing up was seeing people come to the feet of Jesus, coming to the Lord, falling in love with the Lord. And I never once, and especially to happen in my family, I never once saw anybody leave the Lord. That thought like never crossed my mind. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't even know that that was possible. And when I saw it, I was so confused. Not about God, but like on their decision or how the enemy really just got them to do that. So it was, it was heartbreaking. It was sad to see, but of course God has the victory. They're still in prayer. Um, we still all have a great relationship. We never let that be a problem in, in our lives. I love my brothers very much. We try to see each other as much as we can. We talk every other day and, and they're in my prayers because now it's in God's hands. There's nothing that I can do. Only God can do it. 
and only God can change them. And I believe he can because I've seen what he's done with my family, with me, my dad, my grandfather, all of us. So yeah, that was middle school. Moving on to, on to leaving high school, my, my grand, this is where like my real story starts to really happen. My grandmother was sick. She had Parkinson's disease. It's horrible, horrible, horrible disease. I would never wish it upon anybody, not even my worst enemy, how bad this was. And she had a very strong case. So she was slowly losing her her mobility. She was slowly losing uh, her how to speak. She couldn't speak. Then she couldn't eat. She couldn't walk. All of it was just slowly her withering and it was very heartbreaking to see and to see the one that you love in such suffering and again my my Jesus boat was a little rocked my faith was shook but I didn't fall because watching her and her faith is the only thing that kept me standing as firm as I could, because though she was the one in suffering, she was the one who was the most firm that I could see. And eventually she, she did pass in 2018 and that broke me. It broke me to lose the one that I love selfishly. It broke me that she wasn't here. Of course I am ecstatic and I'm at peace that she is at peace that she's in a place where there's no hurt there's an, there's no tears no suffering no pain no nothing I'm at peace with that I'm very very happy but of course here on earth it's still it still stings and at the same time due to my own choice I was in a not so good relationship as well it was pretty toxic um there was lot of issues in that relationship. I shouldn't even have been in it in the first place and I wasn't letting it go. And I was just clinging on to something that was so, so not good for me. So my heart was in pieces all over the place due to circumstances that I could control and circumstances that were out of my control. My heart was everywhere. It was just broken and shattered and just in all pieces. My emotions were just everywhere. And then my thoughts were just going everywhere. And I was all of a sudden just lost. I was lost in this sea of just, I I don't even know the word. I was just in the middle of this storm and rain and wind is just all around me all around me. And I remember that the one thing that stood still, like I said, in this storm was her faith, was her faith. And I knew that that faith just doesn't come from like anywhere. You have to have something more than just the knowledge of Jesus. You have to have legit relationship with the Lord. For you to stand that firm. And I knew that I only had knowledge of Jesus. 
I didn't have relationship. All I did was know Jesus. I knew who he was and I know what he did, but I didn't know him like that. You know how like you're in school and like you know your classmates or like a kid walks by in the hallway and you know you learn their name and you're like, yeah, I know them. But you don't know them. You don't know them outside of your class. You don't know them outside of school unless you develop a real friendship with them. Then you could say, yeah, I know them. But we casually, you know, say like, yeah, I know them. And it's really not that true. You know their name. I knew Jesus's name, but I didn't know him. And I sought out to know him. Of course, I, you know, hit some really rough bumps in the middle of it. And I did it kind of the wrong way. Not the wrong way, but I took the longer, the longer route to get there. Um, Because obviously I did eventually find Jesus, but I took the longer route to get there. And I want to tell you how I started. So one, I knew I had to leave my relationship. My relationship was just bringing me down way, way too much. And I knew I couldn't let the mourning of my grandmother and this brokenness happen at the same. It was too much pain for me to handle. And that's where I I stood firm. Like I remembered her and I was like, I got to do a change. I got to make a change. And I left that relationship. As much as it stung, I knew it was for good. And I left that relationship and I just started my own journey being by myself. I was in that relationship for so long. I forgot how it was like to be on my own. And I started off just being on my own, taking it day by day. And just started with worship music. I started listening to worship music, which could only go so far. I was thinking that was my daily bread. It so was not. But I started thinking that was my daily bread. And after that, I couldn't still feel relationship. I just felt emotion or just knowledge like that. It still stayed there. So then I started trying to look for God in friends. I started looking for church friends. I started looking for, you know, Christian friends, friends in the faith. I was going to these youth groups, trying to find these friends that love Jesus. And that only worked for so long as well. I saw them, well, some of them in love with Jesus. And then some just same kind of in the same boat I was in where they like know Jesus, but that was it. Then I started looking for him just in conversations, seeing if I could develop a relationship with him through someone else. I was looking for him in youth pastors. And then I was talking about Jesus with just pastors in general. And then I was talking about Jesus, which is other people. And then I was just listening to preachings and never getting to the source, the actual source, which was scripture and prayer, two main sources. I was bouncing around all these different places and it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. And I don't know why my brain was not thinking to open my Bible. I did open my Bible every once in a while. Definitely like every Sunday I would read my my verse of the day on my phone. But other than that, I would not open it. And my prayer life, oh no. My prayer life, this is what I would pray about, I'll tell you. 
I would pray if something bad was happening. I would pray if I really wanted something or needed something. I'd pray for my food. And I would pray if somebody like asked me to pray for them or or a specific situation. Those were the four times I or and at church I would pray. That was it. Those were the only five reasons, four or five reasons I would pray. I wouldn't do it in the morning or at night or just in communication with the Lord. I wouldn't do it in worship. I didn't do it in gratitude. I didn't do it for any other thing besides, like I said, when something bad was happening, when I wanted something or needed something for my food, um, or if someone asked me, hey, can you pray for me or, you know, a prayer request, that was really it. That was my prayer life. And I realized it was just not cutting it. It was not cutting it. And I took a moment to sit there and really just backtrack of what everything I was doing, everything that I was doing and still wondering. And I was crying. I was crying because I wanted this so bad and I couldn't figure out how to get there. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. And I'm crying and I want this relationship and I want to figure out how to find you. How do I find you or find me? Do something in me. And then one day there it was. And it was that one thing that had always been there that I didn't even think about. And my Bible, of course. My Bible had been sitting there for so long. And I read it with just understanding, like knowledge. Like I would read it as just a book, but I didn't go any deeper than that. And finally, when I actually read it, I read the first book I read fully back to back was Romans. Romans was an amazing, amazing book. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, are all the books like this? I have to keep going. I have to. And I remember someone telling me, they advised me, read the book of John. You have to read that book. Like, it's so good. And I did. I listened. And oh my gosh, was it so good. It was too good. I cried at the end. I cried at the end of that book. I read it again. I've read that book quite a few times. It's, I can't say it's my favorite, but it's really up there. And the book of John one of the most incredible love stories you will ever read and you will ever know in your life melted my heart totally broke me in such a beautiful way that I'm like this is Jesus this is him like the stories that I read about him just were hit different because I took it personal when when I read like the crucifixion, like I took it personal when it says, you know, for God so loved the world. I took it like for God so loved Desiree, for God so loved her, for God so loved the her family, for God so loved like every, I was just thinking about everybody. And I, I took it personal, like, oh my gosh, Jesus, you did this for me. You did this for me. 
and there my my flood like the floodgates were just going just going and that's when the fire sparked and i was and i became hungry for him so badly i was same thing i was still going in my word and i knew i really wanted to find more fellowship with him so i blessfully found this conference it's called dream city conference they do it every single year in the summer and i went and i took a couple people with me and that conference changed my life completely changed my life after that i i i don't even have the words after that life life just flipped jesus was here by my side the fire in me was burning everything changed the sky was more blue the stories in the bible were more than just stories like everything became spiritual everything was i felt so much love in me and for me it was overwhelming i didn't know what to do i didn't know what to say but just be stuck there in awe of what he had done and to sit there and think about like i said what i what i went through growing up just some trauma and hurt and pain and all this and suffering and loneliness to see that he was there the whole time he was there the whole time and for him to heal me through all of it to show grace in all of it it's like how could you not exist how could you not exist because i tried in my own ways to heal to get over it to move on all those words i tried in my own ways my own remedies or what other people were saying to do and what other remedies they were doing to just to to just like e- even pretend that it wasn't even there you know when you're just feeling uh and you're you still you know with your thumb up and you're just like life is good and you are just crying on the inside you guys seen that meme when you're just crying on the inside but you're just trying to keep it together yeah that's that's what I would do. And for it to actually be together was so I I like again I'm just at a loss for words was just so unreal, was so surreal that I got to experience real freedom, real chains be broken, real freedom in my life. And I knew that the fire that had been set in my heart was for the generation to come. As I was growing up, I saw the generation behind me coming. I could see it in my sister. I could see it in the kids at my church. And I knew, and I told the Lord, and I told my mom, and I told people in the church, I was like, I will not allow the the next generation to grow up the way I did or or not make the same mistakes that I did but to have a better understanding and a better relationship with the Lord than I did I've now learned from my mistakes and I want to teach them from my mistakes and that's what has brought all this together and shortly after all that uh, I got baptized 
and living for the Lord. And it's been the best decision of my whole entire life. I am such a crybaby when it comes to him. He is all good, all powerful, all knowing, just all everything. I can't imagine my life without him. He is first in my life. My prayer life is so much better with him. My relationship is so much better with him. Am I still learning? Of course. Am I still making mistakes? Of course. But I am trying with him and he corrects me. The Holy Spirit is there guiding me. I've always asked him for guidance and wisdom. Because I I know that he is the only one that can do it. And just the victories in him. The victory has always been in him. And I, I couldn't think of... I just... I'm at a loss for words. I never have the words to describe God. Just that he's so amazing. So amazing. And I'm so blessed of everything he's done in my life. And and even with the youth of Elohim, if you guys are listening, I'm just, I love you guys so, so much. And I thank God for each and every single one of you because you guys have also changed my life. And I wouldn't even be who I am had not God put this all into plan, had not set you guys all here, had he not put me in this place. It's all to him and it's all for him. And I thank him very, very much that he has changed my life for the good. Do trials still come? Of course. Are there hard times? Definitely. But I have God on my side who wins every single time. And if he wins, I win. And yeah, that's my story. I'm going to try to keep it short. I know I'm running a little long, but that's my quick story of how Jesus was always there and it took myself forever and a day to find him. But here I am now. I have found him. It was all in his timing. I went through with what I needed to go through. He let me go through with what I went through. And now I use it, like I said, as part of my testimony. That this is what I went through. This is what's happened to me. This is what I did. But this is what he did. And this is what he changed. And healing does exist. And love, true love does exist. So that is all for episode one, you guys. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I love you. And Jesus loves you. I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye.